0: Hey everyone and welcome back to the Hope the Well podcast. We are so glad that you chose to join us. We hope that this uh, moment in time is just an oasis in the middle of your week and that you really uh, are encouraged by what we have to say and what we get to talk about and maybe we have some fun along the way as well. We're back with Pastor Patrick. Are you over your jet lag yet? I think so. Good. And you're out of your sling too, which is amazing. I'm really excited about that. We also have our youth pastor, Pastor, what is
1: it? Oh, it's
0: Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, so we, we talked about building a community this past week on Sunday, and one of the highlights of this past Sunday... Um, was our Life Group Fair. And I just want to take a second and commend our Life Group leaders for what an incredible job they did at uh, decorating their tables. Um, for those of you who may not attend the church, or maybe you've never even, you know, even know what Hope Church is, we have a Life Group Fair, and all the Life Group leaders have tables, and they decorate the tables, and they, they uh, get a chance to interact with people on a Sunday morning. You guys did incredible, and your tables look great. And I think the biggest probably highlight for me was uh, the many, many foods to sample. In fact, I think a couple people came just to sample the food. <laughs> um, so it was incredible, and you guys did a great job. Yeah, but they I, did. I think it correlates directly to your message and how um, you know, we're, we're really doing our part to build community at Hope Church, you know, we're not just preaching about it and letting it rest, but we're creating that environment. Amen. Um, we're creating that environment through life groups and, and, um, and the community that builds. So why don't you kick us off and just kind of recap us where you're coming from in your message.
2: Yeah, I think um, I think the, the, the main thing is that we were created for community, that God, uh, in his wisdom and his love, Um, placed us in community from the very beginning and he has never uh, changed an idea on that that that's good for us and that's and we need that and you know he's in community uh, in the trinity um, and he created us in community and and it's just good and and i think sometimes uh, community can almost be a buzzword and like this uh, oh, you need to do this. And and missing the bigger truth in this is it's whatever word you want to use for it. It was that we were created to be in relationship all the way around with God and with others. And the big rub on that is that there's struggles at times um, in relationship. And so we have this tendency to pull back. We have this tendency not to trust. We have this tendency to not always do what God asks us to do or or wants us to do knowing what's best for us because of hurt or pain and and then we miss out on truly what um, we need and not only that but how the church is designed to operate Um, you know without both of you guys operating in who you are the church is missing something Um, not because you're pastors because you're part of the body and that, that holds true across the board for any of us, that this is home. When we don't operate where we're supposed to be relationally, the church suffers. The body suffers. And, and you're important. We're important. Each one of us have something to give and something to receive. So that was kind of the 30,000-foot um, the view, uh, 30, foot view uh, of Sunday. Yeah, well, I thought it, it was interesting because
0: you're saying we're built for community, we're created for community. One of the first words that God released over man was, it's not good for you to be alone. Exactly, yeah. And pow, created the woman, you know? And so, I mean, that we can take that as a sign of the importance for us to be alone and not be in isolation. Yeah. Um, I've heard that said over and over again is that Man, if uh, the enemy can get you to think that you're alone, then he's won most of the battle already. Um, and that's not true just from the side of like God's always with us. he's uh, He wants to be in relationship with us. But that's also not true because for all of us, there are people that we can relate with and are people that we dig in deep with. And not just you know do casual relationships with but people who were designed like being close connection with us
2: yeah well something uh, you said and and then we'll let the youth pastor talk (laughs) maybe um (laughs) but something you said about how if the enemy can get us uh isolated by ourselves out of community it always reminds me of the movie gladiator when they're in the the one scene when they're in the coliseum yeah and uh uh what's his name, Maximus, pulls everybody together and says, hey, if we stick together we're going to be alright. Yeah. And there are a couple of jokers that are like, oh no, no, we got this, we're alright. Yeah. And what happens is one of them gets sawed in half. Yeah. Um, that's that's the fun part of today's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a great movie though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Good transition.
0: That's all right. I mean, he did. It's say a look. The youth, <laughs> the youth pastor can talk, so that's why I was I was waiting on. him.
1: No, yeah. I mean, community is so vital within the church, but but also in our individual lives. Like for me, like I say it all the time in my testimony. But the church really became my family. It was a place that I could go to if I was going through issues. I had I had men in my life that would build me up when I didn't have a dad in my life. I had I had leaders in my life that would point me in the proper direction when I didn't know where else to go Uh, community was so vital in that and the fact that we're coming to this generation in the church of having life groups and having individual groups of congregants you know just regular attenders of the church coming together and building each other up and focusing in that I think that just makes our church more stronger and powerful united together Um, and I'm so excited like it was one of the things coming here Uh, Seeing our life group banner and seeing how many life groups we have at this church and how it's, you know, taste of everything, but we can all have a a place here that we feel welcomed and a place that we feel that we belong to.
0: Yeah. I do want to point out that we have three life groups exclusively for men, which our life group banner is... not dominated, but it definitely has a decent selection of life groups for women on a pretty regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is probably the first time that we've had three life groups that are exclusively for men and advancing that community. Because I think there's a real, like everybody can feel isolated. Everybody can draw back. But I also feel like the way that our culture is set up, sometimes it's easier for men to get left into that For group. sure. And, uh, man, I'm just I'm encouraged that we have some leaders stepping up and yeah. uh, seeking to create that.
1: And on top of that, I mean, you have your parenting life group. Uh, and then we're bringing in college-age Bible study on Sunday nights. And now we're even including the, the Hope students into our life groups by including a Bible study for them as well during the week. And so it's really reaching all generations here at Hope Church. Yeah. I think that's awesome.
2: Yeah. You know I think the thing about community and and how we talk about this is that we never outgrow it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: like there you, we're never so spiritual that we don't need one another. Yeah. you know In fact, the more spiritual we become, the more we realize i need I need my brothers, I need my sisters more, not less. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just uh, we need to really lean into that.
0: Yeah, for anyone who um, let's just talk to them directly for a second. Anyone that would say, uh, you know, I see the need for community, but I'm the type of personality that being around people all the time exhausts me. Uh, what would you What would you say to them? What would you speak to them in that moment? I know you don't really relate to that much because you're you could be around people 100 percent of the time, but
2: yeah, pretty like much. What? Uh, I, I, well, I want to think that having a right understanding of that. Like, I think that um, even we can tell ourselves, "Oh, I can't be around somebody all the time." Yeah. We're not really talking about all the time. We're talking about you need people in your life, and some people need more than others, or some people can can accommodate more. Like I am, I'm a guy who um, pretty much I'm good with having people around probably ninety ninety five percent of the time. I need a little bit of downtime, but mostly i want to i am energized by that my wife on the other hand is completely different she needs less um time with people um she still needs it she knows that she does that but she needs less of that and she needs more uh away time Mm -hmm. um, where i'm not pushing her into hey let's do this let's do that um and yet, she wants to be active. She's probably more active than me because when, when I get my downtime, I'm like, I just want to chill. Mm-hmm. She's like, I need some downtime, but I'd, I want it to be away from everything uh, and to do something. So uh, we, it's just the way they're wired. But, but I think coming back to that statement, that knowing that we're speaking the right truth mm-hmm. into that, in that, you know, sometimes we say things like, oh, I can't stand being around people all the time. That's not what God has even. Calling us to, he's saying, "Hey, put people in your life uh, systematically. Put people in your life intentionally, um, uh, but uh, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent."
0: Yeah, that's a good clarifying moment for a lot of people. And I also feel like um, the idea of boundaries. You know, you touched about it uh, a little bit on Sunday morning, and about you know. The different types of sharing and things like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes people can feel like boundaries um, only happen when people have been hurt and they don't want to be connected to other people. But the truth is when we set up healthy boundaries in the relationships that we have, it enables us to say yes in a better way, in a deeper way, in a way that brings greater connection with the people around us. And as we set up those healthy boundaries, it models that for other people too. Mm-hmm. And we begin to function like in this deep connection that goes beyond just I have to be I have to be close to you all the time, or I have to be in proximity to you, or I am utterly dependent upon you. Um, it changes those, and it becomes something really uh, communal.
2: Mm-hmm. To go back to community, yeah. I think that that phrase that the Holy Spirit gave me because I don't know if I've ever read that anywhere, but that speed of trust, I think, is really key um, in knowing how deep, how fast you can go, and that's of course different with everybody. You know, some people um, you can go deeper, quicker, and and that's right, and that's healthy. And then there's others that, mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's you're rolling along, you're not. You're not all that deep. And then something happens and you can go deeper. It's an invitation into that deeper relationship. I've got uh, some men in my life that are like that. Um, Rich Green, pastor at Life Church in Iowa City, is like that. We have known each other for many years. But over the last few years, through spending time, being intentional, and taking those moments where just begin to share life differently, create a different opportunity to have that that deeper connection that deeper friendship um, where i can share and i know that i can trust mm. you know you know it's
0: interesting because uh, when i spoke i don't know it's been a month and a half ago or something like that i shared about um my best friend who i really I wasn't in relationship with until this one moment where I was playing bumper pool in somebody's basement and he came down and said hey you want somebody to play with you and we played bumper pool for three hours and talked and like overnight almost became best friends and I'm still best friends with him to this day yeah, um, awesome. but it was interesting because after that I went back to my hometown for two two days and I got a chance to go and he and I saw the sequel to a movie that we saw in theaters 17 years ago
2: (laughs) together. And we got to go play pool together. Um, So
0: it was interesting after telling that story and then coming back full circle and just
2: getting to spend some time with him. Can I share a story? Yeah. Because that reminds me of something. It reminds me of when I first got saved, I needed new friendship. I needed different friendship. Um, Friends that would lead me uh, towards uh, God and not away, mm-hmm. and uh, I really struggled for the first month or so because I just didn't have friends here you know I was just like the pastor's kid that just came home and got saved and needed a haircut um, and it probably was, it was well it was New Year's Eve so it had been five weeks since I'd been saved I was coming home from a New Year's Eve party for some people that I didn't really know didn't really want to be there but they had invited me because I was the new pastor's kid that got saved. I went. It was the worst, boringest party I'd ever been to. And I remember driving by uh, St. Ambrose and feeling like, man, I just want to go back to Minneapolis. I just want to. I just want to be with my friends. And this Holy Spirit, five weeks into a relationship with him, cut through all that. That uh, what I was feeling. And spoke so clearly to me, one of probably the top five times that I've just heard God speak to me. He said, you can do that, but you'll never fulfill uh, the plans that I have for your life. And I had no idea what that even meant. I just knew I can't go back. And it was probably a week later that um, I ended up meeting my new best friend. And now he's my brother-in-law. And what is not funny because Matt I'm sorry about this again um, but when we were home well not home when we were back to, to Seattle with them uh, during Thanksgiving I borrowed his car and I got into an accident and that's real friendship because <laughs> he didn't get mad at me but I'm also his brother-in-law so what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm married to your sister Yeah. <laughs> but he's awesome he's an awesome dude and honestly that relationship helped move me forward Spiritually,
1: yeah.
2: So, sorry, I'll just to branching.
1: clarify, it wasn't my car, I don't live in Seattle.
2: No, different man, different man, yeah,
1: Matt Boots. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Can I
0: borrow your car? By the way,
1: <laughs> I think I've let you borrow it before, so sure. I have to build this history before I trust.
2: Yeah, there's a the speed of trust here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had almost 20 years with Matt actually I have had 20 years with Matt so you don't have 20 years with that Matt no not that <laughs> he's mad. saying hold on there buddy
0: not that Matt well thank you so much for joining us here at Hope at the Well this week we've had a lot of fun haven't we sure oh my yeah. gosh no, you can't use that. <laughs> well we have we have had a lot of fun and we hope that you had fun with us and that it was just a spot of encouragement during your uh, midweek Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope to see you next week here at The Well.